Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Retreat, Katie. I just got out of the shower, so don't mind my wet hair. I appreciate people being clean on Zoom. It just really is. It's very kind of you, my friend. I've been so dirty the past week. I haven't washed my hair in like a week. So. I mean, what are you going to do? I'm going to tell everyone now, Katie. It's so hey, long, I- though. Look at this. It takes like an hour to wash it. I mean, I miss those days, to be quite blunt. Um, Katie, real quick, I-, I like that you have a map on your wall. I miss I people having maps on their wall. I just like it. I It was only $10 on Beaker Street. And then it's terrific. Uh, yeah. The, I. You know, what's strange, though. Each day it comes off the wall a little bit. So I think I think my wall is morphing. It's morphing. It's <laughs> morphing. It's flat, and then it slowly but surely is coming out each day. So I don't know what's going on with my wall. But I like the map because I like the colors. It kind of matches the... I just like maps. I think maps are great. I have two maps up there as well. Map. I mean, that's great. God bless. You're, you're a dying breed, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've always wanted a map when I was younger, and the whole idea would be I'd put where I want to go, but now I just like the look of it. I just think they look pretty. Does that mean you never had a map? Like you were younger and you asked for a map for like Christmas and you never got one? That'd be the, the most wonderfully sad story ever. Poor girl end up traveling the world because she never got a fucking map from Santa Claus. They're like, what's it a weird kid are you? Enjoy your PlayStation, you freak. That's so hilarious that you wanted a map. Oh, uh, here's Sonic. Enjoy this. Here's the new Tony Hawk game. And it's like, no, I just want to know where Greenland is. They're like, be normal. I actually, um, <laughs> when I, uh, like, uh, this is totally side note, but before, so I don't speak to my mother and the audience know that, but when I left her right before that, uh, I was doing our leaving sir, which is our SATs. And yeah. I, out of 600, I only got like 200 points, which is basically like failing. And then I went away for three months, lived with my dad. And then I got like amazing results afterwards. So it is to show like how an environment can change. Um, but one of the things I got an A1 in, which is like the highest, I was the only one who got this. I got an award in geography. Now, I don't know where anywhere is, but at the time I did. <laughs> so. At that time you did. I just wanted maps. My dad gave me a globe when I was small. In fairness to him, he did where it had a game and it would be like, where is Chile? And you'd be like, Ugh! and it'd be like 10, 9, 8. <laughs> so. And you go get Chile. Um, did, did that mean you were into like Carmen Sandiego and all that nonsense or no? What? No, I don't even know what that is. You don't even know. You never heard of where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No. So that was like a show. And I think it also was a game. And you would have to find this mysterious woman named Carmen Sandiego, and she'd be somewhere on the globe. That's how they ca- taught kids um, geography. Oh, our one was called Eureka. And so when Eureka. they would, then when you would win, they go, Eureka. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. It's a good sound to have when you win. So, anyway, James Mattern, thank you so much for Hi, Katie. doing the podcast. You're I amazing. I appreciate it. I, I'm, tr- I'm going to try my best. I ain't going to, full disclosure, I may or may not have been at a 
comedy club um, holiday party last night till the wee hours. And so uh, I'm not 100%. So your brain's going to be way quicker than me. You and all your natural geography. I know. That is no. stored up in there. My brain is never quick. And I've been exhausted from the last week. It's been a lot going on. Wait, was the comedy club party um, the seller? No, that's good. not till like February. Uh, this was the comic strip. And oh. yeah, I live 10 blocks from there. So why wouldn't I go? Yeah, I remember the old guy years ago was like, you need to come back next year. And then I came back next year. And he was like, ah. he was like, it was so funny because all the things he had said, he was like, I don't understand your accent. I don't know what you're talking about. And then when I came back next year, he was like, I love your accent. And he was like, you're in. And I was like, cool. And then I never got accepted to the Facebook group. But then I was also like, I'm not, it, you know, where you're like, I want to do everything. But I was also like, you know, starting to get New York stuff as well. So I was like, I don't really mind. I'm not going to push this. This is very far. <laughs> So you got passed, but you didn't get accepted in the Facebook. So you just never went in to do spots. Yeah. So why? Okay. All right. It was it was also, though, at the time, if it had been like a need, um, I would have probably made more of an effort. But I was like, this is really far. And at the time I had just this is years ago, but I had just gotten late night at New York. And I was like, oh, I can just go to New York and do late night instead of running up and trying to do that. And at their, their process at the time was you get into the Facebook group, you sign up, you have to go up, but then you're not getting up until the next day. So it's like, a yeah, it's wild. so I was like, nah, and when I got New York at the same time. So I was like, I'll just go every day. To New- and that's what I did. I was just pretty much going every day to New York and being like, Hey, Oz, Hey Joe. And now you're working in New York. Yeah, so I'm actually delighted. That's so funny. That's like the best. But I knew. So New York is so funny because for me, my process there years ago when they had the audition process, I went up. You were meant to bring a bringer. And Drew was working at the time at the door. And I went up with two comedians. And you're meant to bring five people. And uh, you're meant to pay for a ticket. But I just got like free tickets off somebody. And he was like, you can't do this, Kate. And I was like, I don't have any friends. I'm an immigrant. And he goes, Okay, go on in and do the audition. So I got to do the audition, not doing a That's ringer. all took. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Okay, get in there. That's how you audition. That's how I got in in the first place. All because, And then it switched over maybe a year or two later to Amy. And uh, I'd been kind of doing the odd check spot when it was like the shitty, horrible. Um, and then, but I wasn't in on late night. Late night was like, I think it was kind of new, but then... Oz I came by one day and Oz was like we gotta get you in more so then I guess Amy was like oh well I gotta re-audition people and then then I re-auditioned for her not as a bringer just and she was like okay yeah here's some notes and that was it and she's kind of fairness to Amy she's like been like if it wasn't for her like my she's given me so much over the years and like a nice like process of okay okay you're doing this now or you're doing this and now and then recently she has me hosting so I'm like delighted yeah that's great I think you have um merch to make of uh, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> I, say just, that I would buy I would buy 30 different colors of that shirt. I said that to a policeman when my phone got robbed. He was like, did they were they driving up the because they're on a bicycle left or right side of the road? And I go, oh, I don't know. I'm an immigrant. And they were like, it's left or right all over the world. <laughs> it is left. I mean, in fairness to um the cop, um, it is left or right all over the world. I, know. Katie. I thought he was asking. I didn't know why he was. I thought he was asking what side of the I was just like, didn't understand. I do that all the time. I'm like, an immig- I say that to my boyfriend. When we have a fight. I'm like, I don't know. I'm an immigrant. I didn't mean that. That's different. It's, it's, Culture. I now want to move to another country just so I can do things and just go, yo, man, I'm an Im- immigrant. I don't know this shit. Yeah, my friend yesterday was like, 
oh are you an expat and I was like no and she was like would you not be an expat if you went to another country and I was like no because expat is just ex-americans because you're expatriates yes expatriates which is weird doesn't mean you aren't like american maybe you just got a good job in singapore i mean i don't understand how that's kind of a shitty term it's an expat like everyone who doesn't live in america anymore like if i just happened to go to montreal and stayed like maybe i (laughs) fell in love and got married and got a good job or whatever it doesn't mean i'm burning american flags at, at the end of every night they're like, fuck you. How dare you leave? But you're not an expat because I think America is one of the rare countries where you're still paying taxes, even if you don't live in it, if you're a citizen. So you're you're well, still a pat. Be. You're like an extra pat. <laughs> you got me thinking like I bet Americans were so like arrogant. I bet like even if an American goes to like Europe and someone called them an immigrant, they'd be like, no, I'm not. Like, I think Americans just think wherever they are is America, that they yeah. just bring it with them. I just realized as well that I guess if they wanted to go by the old Irish slur, I would be an expat because they used to call us a paddy. (laughs) They used to call you paddies. I'm watching a documentary because, you know, attention spans are horrible. Do you do do this with movies? I'll watch 20 minutes and just save it for the week and just take little bites of it like I should do with food. If I could do that with food, I'd be in good shape. But like I'm doing this movie called Crock of Gold. It's about this dude named Shane McGowan. He was in this band called The Pogues Mm -hmm. and he grew up in London and he was getting they used to call him that all the time. And he's like, all right, I'll show you some real shit. And then he did like this cool ass punk folk Irish folk band. Yeah, he's wild. I know that his it's so funny. I just my I left my Irish friends and my boyfriend just for like an hour to go do a spot. And uh, they taught him all about the Pogues. And he was like, you never told me. And he dope. <laughs> the Christmas song is banned here because he says the F word. It is. Oh, yeah. wait, are you back home right now? No, wait, I'm in Astoria. Oh, you are in Astoria. OK, well, you're saying here like I'm at wait in New York. I mean, it's still I played in Ireland. Wait a minute. I can't go anywhere and hear that song. I'll get a jukebox. I think you can, but they stopped it on Christmas music in like malls and stuff. They were trying to cancel it because but I, I you know, I don't because she's like saying it to a straight guy, a cheap, lazy effort. Yeah, I yeah. don't think she's meaning it like as a Not gay slur. Yeah, yeah, she's just like, but that's the thing as well, which is interesting with Irish um, insults or like slurs and stuff like that when they say things. And um, it never means what the literal of the word. So whereas Americans are very literal, so you have to be very careful because I always grew, I grew up th- didn't know, not really knowing that that word was like a slur for a gay person. I just thought it meant like Egypt or idiot. I remember calling someone spasticated once and don't cancel me for this. I was 13 listeners, but I didn't know what that meant. I just thought it meant an idiot. And my teacher pulled me aside and was like, how dare you say that someone looks mentally retarded? And I was like, what? I had no idea what that. Yeah, I had no idea either. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't saying he looks. You're saying he looks like that. I wasn't saying he looks. I was saying he's an idiot. But yeah, so sometimes people don't even know the actual meaning of the word. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just call someone something because yeah. it sounds shitty. You don't know what it means, but it just sounds like a good thing to call someone to make fun of. Didn't you say in one of your bits that? Oh, you told me you say on stage as a Philly girl, but it was an Irish girl, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have a bit. It was a real life. A girl called me that word. The uh, so what? So there's two F words now. So do we call oh. the, the gay slur one F word number two? But then will people get upset? It's like, well, why is that one number two? Or you well, what's say, the first F word? Folk? Would be 
would be fuck. Yeah, I think yeah. fuck wore the heavyweight title of that um, being the F word for a long time. I think it's hard to un- unseat it. Um, but the other one. Yeah. So years ago. So I've tweaked it. There's a little uh, comedy uh, sh- chicanery. It depends on who's in the audience. But <laughs> I do that, too. But it's real because like I, Philly girls are wired like dudes. And I think Irish girls are like I made out with an Irish girl and I was really shy. And I think it's the first girl I, I made out with in New York. I didn't like hook up with no one for, like my first few months. I was just trying to work and shy and I was horrible looking with dirty hair. You're talking about dirty hair. I had long hair when I moved here. Split ends. Just fucking garbage. Just might as well have been a swamp. You might as well have just had had alligators hanging out in my goddamn hair. And so I'm hanging out with this girl. She's really hot. And she also lived in Manchester. And so she was like really like tough, tough. Like, and uh, I just took a pause and kissing her. And I just told her what I was thinking. And I was like, you're really beautiful. And she said, don't be a fucking because that's my favorite with Ireland. I believe Scotland does it too. And definitely Northern England does it. And don't be a fucking. And she called me um, that word. I guess that we won't use. And uh, double yeah. F'd you. She double Yeah, she you. double. She double F'd me. And so uh, on stage, I have to tweak it to pussy now because I just don't want to. I think mm-hmm. the context is fine, but I just don't want no problem. Look, look, man, if a group tells you, look, there's one word. Yes. We'll let Listen. you get with basically anything else. But please, we're retiring this word. Yeah. You could ju- just honor it. Just just do it. You know, yeah, uh, I with agree this, with you, yeah. too. So I've changed it to uh, don't be a fucking pussy. But yeah. like uh, she honestly said it to me. I thought it was absolutely hilarious because I'm like, well, I'm, I thought I was being the opposite of all of that. Um, <laughs> I'm telling this really pretty girl that she's pretty and I'm attracted to you. And yeah, so it was terrific. She said that to me. Ireland, what up, baby? Don't be a pussy works too. And also that is a very Irish thing. Cause the thing is we're like, oh, will you stop? But also in our head, we're like, keep going. So you have to know that we're like, stop, don't embarrass me. But also tell me how beautiful I am. Tell me how beautiful I am. <laughs> it's crazy. I got in trouble sort of saying pussy on the stage. Really? I did a sports bit about like baseball. Or something. I was trying to make baseball cooler years ago. And I said, pussy sport. And these girls were really drunk in the front at a club that I don't work anymore. And it was, dude, they didn't police this room. It was brutal, whatever. And these women were drunk and they kept getting worse and they kept yelling shit out, but they were fun. And then I said, pussy sport. And they just turned on a dime and they just started yelling about feminism and that I was a sexist because I called baseball a pussy sport. But it goes back to like what you're saying. I don't, when I call someone a pussy, I don't necessarily think i'm calling someone a vagina or like something that a woman it sounds cool you're a pussy you're the c word sounds cool i also call people cocks i don't really think when i call someone a cock that they're a cock or a cocksucker that they actually are sucking it sounds awesome to call someone that like i had like when i had day jobs and you know like when you serve tables you can like uh it's almost like a friars club or at least it used to be. Everyone just says whatever. I had a gay boss and I used to say cocksucker. I'm like, yo, Dean, can I say that? You, uh, you can tell me to retire it. I, I don't want to offend you, but it sounds really good to call a non-tipping table a bunch of cocksuckers. Go, they are cocksuckers. Keep saying it, kid. And uh, it, he allowed me to do it, but I, I didn't want to offend them. But God damn, it's probably my favorite thing to call someone. Yeah, and like you said, it's not like you're thinking, oh, that vagina. And anyway, vaginas are just like naturally so strong. They give birth to humans. Mm-hmm. So we know. And then they flop back, I hope. And then, you know. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, you know. Might what be a tag. Fear. 
my biggest fear i like oh my god <laughs> i want to have a kid one day but like it's a massive shadow in the back of my head that i'm gonna have some wonky ass vagina which is like very vain and silly of me but i just i don't know vaginas okay well here's the thing vaginas are strong and they're great and all that but also they're very sensitive so saying someone's a pussy isn't like if a dick just looks at my vagina and she's like uti bitch <laughs> so um they can be very sensitive and then you use a different washing detergent and it's like i'm just gonna gunk you for a while or you know or you have gunk your cubes you. a certain way and they're like well, now you're itchy bitch now you're not you know you're this is too short this isn't enough <laughs> it can be very sensitive so using the word pussy isn't not not correct also um yeah and we can just start using the word ball sack because ball sacks are weak if someone's weak we should call them a ball sack oh ball bag yeah yeah ball bag straight up. yeah, yeah but yeah like you said bag. you're never like motherfucker i'm not actually thinking like if i'm like uh oh he's such you're being a mother i'm not thinking his mother's fucking him I don't, or he's fucking someone else's mother i don't think it, it's motherfucker and cocksucker are the two they sound great and once a great moon calling someone the c word which you guys in ireland use as the is Cunt. un is unbelievable oh my god you say in front of the wrong person here I mean, you'll lose people. They'll just cut you out of your life. But over there, if you don't use it, people don't want you to come over for the holidays, it seems like. Yeah, no, no. It's very much like, how are you doing? You can't. Has things yeah. Like, I sometimes, this is crazy of me, but sometimes I'm having such a fun set and it'll come into my head, say cunt, say cunt, let's see. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I go, I just say cunt. And then I just see if they turn. But, um, but then I'm trying to write a joke on how to like be like why does that make you guys uncomfortable but i just haven't figured it out yeah my only one is like That's i can good. say it i have one um and they're like okay but it is uh interesting that a word would like cunt would upset it and it also depends on how you say it because our accent is very fun and silly it's a fun accent to say that word in. yeah it's musical it's easy to say a lot of stuff in our accent i, I find it hard to show people that i'm angry because if i i go more high-pitched it sounds more musical i'm like why would you do that and they're like <laughs> and i'm like no i'm being serious so it is so funny you say that because your accent always uh when i he just hear you talk I almost feel like I'm in a live action Disney where there's going to be like cartoons coming as well. And then for you to say the word cunt to me, it, it's so wild. And it's like you make it sound like a party. It's no. just it's just hilarious to me. It, your act, But your accent does that. That's why everyone who yeah. came from the crown. I know Ireland's not part, but like came from there can say it. And it's Australia. Oh, my God. When Australians say it, fuck a party. You just want to throw confetti in the air. Yeah. Um, Scotland, Ireland, it's just insanely sounds awesome. And then if you're from Brooklyn and you call someone a cunt, you um, have to get um, the authorities involved. It's like that is the worst thing that's ever come out of someone's mouth. How dare you say it? Well, it's like, well, two things. First thing is the way you say it. And I think because Americans pronounce their words, they're like, can't like, I don't know, because then I guess English sounds like that. And it's not there's something. And it, it also depends on the way you say it. If you're not comfortable saying it, it just sounds like you hate women. But if it's just like it you're, you're but if you're like all of a sudden you just randomly say, yeah, she's a cunt. But you never say that. It's like, oh, I don't think you like that gender. I don't think you're a fan. <laughs> Also, you just say like how we enunciate, which is funny. It's like well, no one else enunciates. I remember the Oasis dudes when they would say it, Liam in particular, it didn't say it. he called it, it. It always said Kunt. Yeah, that's how it would cunt. sound like to me. Yeah, so it even sounds like a funner version of it. 
Yeah, because even the way I'm saying it now, I'm like, how do I say it? But I don't, I never pronounce my T's until I moved over here. And um, so I'd be like, wah, K-E. My name is K-E back home and um, where I grew up. But I can't say that here because people started calling me Haiti. So I'm like, Haiti. Like what? you're the country of Haiti? Mm-hmm. That's, they just went, oh, an immigrant, of course. Amazing. Your name is another country. Like, I'm like, but there's no context clues. Like, I'll say, oh, let's go get the ore train and. I'll see people's f- brains shut down in real time, but there's only, I counted, I think there's only like 10 other letters of train. I'm obviously not talking about the W. I'm obviously not talking about the Q. I'm obviously not talking about the H. I don't think there is a H, but you know what I mean? Like there is no, they, they're just like, what is that? What is that word? I'm like, use your head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people don't want to use their head. I think it's amazing because <laughs> you make it sound like it's the or train. The or, like yeah, or the other. Yeah. Oh, but like or. They're still waiting for me to finish the sentence. I'm like, let's get yeah. the ore train. And they're like, or what? Okay. Or, or yeah. what? Are we going to take the ferry? What are we taking? <laughs> That's funny. I wonder as well if we're English. So the thing that we forget is that a lot of people is like, um, a, there is a big, huge number of English who are actually Irish originally. Like they, oh, yeah. they fled um whether it was the troubles or whatever was going on so like let's say like Liverpool, they say cunt a lot, but they're all kind of, they're all actually Irish born from Irish parents so I wonder and like nor where they say cunt isn't the posh areas it's like where their their families had been immigrants originally so they could be Scottish immigrants or whatever but I wonder if that's how that seeped into English language as well well so what like London if someone so if I went to London if I was down in like Chelsea or the West Ham area of, of London, they don't use it as much as like I, the northern. I have no idea. No, I don't know. I just feel like posh people don't use it as much. But I could be wrong. I'm sure some posh Londoner in message me and be like, "What are you talking about? You going?" And I'll be like, "Okay, sorry." Yeah. I just I just Come made hard. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my eyes. Um, and so with uh you, you yes. do uh the well, you have two podcasts which I didn't realize, but you did the Commissioner of Comedy. I do. I, I, I haven't announced it, but I have a feeling that podcast is coming to an end. I, I'm oh. launching a new one in January. I don't know when this airs. Uh, called okay. Thanks for Coming Out. Uh, oh, good. Just in time. Uh, it's called Thanks for Coming Out, a podcast about bombing. I just did an episode an hour ago with my buddy Shuli. We interview uh, comics and they tell bombing stories and early shitty material stories. So that's, yeah. That's interesting. God, I saw, um, this is so mean to me, but I saw a comic, young Let comic. Let it out. I know I saw young comic Bob. Yo, it's funny you saying young comic because to Cause me I'm a young, young comic, comic to you. But I've seen you for like years. Like you clearly aren't. But it's like in your head when you see someone they're young, they stay young for. Tw- There's people at the cellar who think I'm like just moved here still, and it's like oh, I've been working with you for 16 years. Oh yeah. no, and in, I also think in my okay. So let's say in like entertainment, I'm at a advantage that I actually look much younger than 31. The I best. think I can. Yeah, but I'm also at a disadvantage that I have such a innocent young face because. Like, like I could be gigging with guys for like seven years and they'll be like, Shikashi's out. She just came. She's just a baby. She's 15. I'm like, I'm not yeah. I've been here for, but that's also fine. I like looking young, but, uh, and I like kind of, um, you know, in fairness, a lot of the comedians do kind of little sister me. And I, I actually like that. That's nice. Um, but, uh, this young comic, but it was like, you know, where you're like, you shouldn't be on this stage, you know? You're oh yeah. Not- and I think like, um, those are the ones that kind of make you sometimes or you get a thing where you're and you bomb and you kind of you're so hurt from it that you learn from it. But I just kind of thought he's not he's not ready for this. He shouldn't be on the stage. But his bomb was so bad. It made my IBS act up a little bit. Like I was like, oh, I think I'm going to shit myself after watching. You got this. IBS from that. It was uncomfortable. It made your stomach get all butterfly like weird and, and woozy. 
It was awful. And then I um I've never seen him before and he's young. He was hot. Like he also is only like in his early twenties, like 22, 23. But I thought that poor lad though, he's gonna go home, he's gonna be crying, um, you know, and he'll be fine. He it'll help him for the future. But she then I went to a comedy party and he was out partying, and I was like, Oh, this guy's delusional. Because <laughs> I'd be at home crying for like two days. It's always me. Oh my Especially God, Katie, that young. Here's the irony. He's probably put 30 seconds of that bomb on TikTok or Instagram, and it probably has views. Like, I've noticed people are putting up clips, and this drives me nuts, and I'm going to sound like a 90-year-old, but I don't give a shit, um, of just crowd work that goes nowhere, but they do a close-up to either their face or the audience members, and it it's like a hit, and you're like, oh, this, I don't even think this person's doing well in this clip people are filming every set and using material from bombs and shit and it's crazy to me and then and then you never learn you you said you would go home and cry and learn you don't have to learn you're getting content from failure that's good that's, it's crazy that's quote unquote true. good I know because I let's say I put out a lot of my stand-up on the internet because for me I want I'm a big person of do everything and I don't ever want to have a gatekeeper I want to build my fan base all of that stuff so I'm like instead of getting mad at the the players I'm like okay I'm like watching these people and being like okay they got like okay here's the thing if I in a year or two did end up randomly blowing up on social media and getting a fan base I'm like okay I've put in the years I've put in the time Uh, I wouldn't want it it to have happened to me a year or two in and have like that's the only thing I'm glad TikTok wasn't available when I was a few years in because I'd be mortified now going why is that up but the clips I put up now let's say someone said to me are you not burning through all your material because I put up material and I was like actually no because a they don't remember they're going to come back and be like or they're if they like it that much they're gonna be like oh I love that joke but b um it's constantly encouraging me to keep creating more and more material and you have like Mike Cannon who has like hours and hours and it's everywhere but he just keeps writing he keeps doing it um and I think yeah I'd rather put up the joke than you know yeah than just like random unless the crowd work is really funny but it's also I I see what you're saying as well it's weird, man. So uh, we're at a place now where everyone puts out a special, right? Everyone can just put out a special on YouTube, and that's powering. But I wonder because of attention spans of TikTok. So uh, I just watched that eight hours of the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus because I kind of have a uh, secret um, soft addiction to the Beatles, and I love it. They were talking about, do you realize like back then you used to release a single or two between your albums? Like music used to be about singles. I wonder if comedy is getting into a place of like singles where it's just like putting out a joke. And that that's your thing. I make one new chunk of a couple minutes and I put out, I break them up into little videos or put one, that five minute chunk on YouTube. I wonder if we're getting to that now. Wait, instead of building just for an hour, if the market now is, uh, all right, here's my, um, here's my joke about the C word that I workshopped on the podcast. And then um, in two months, I'm going to drop uh, a chunk on shoes. And like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, who knows? Like maybe like things constantly change. Yeah. So it's like, I, I can be, I'm upset that uh, people are doing stuff and they're not good and they're not really learning the craft and getting like views and, and popularity. But the mar- if it, if it, if it changes, you have to change with it and be the best that you are with it. It's like, you know, there's so many people in vaudeville who thought they could keep playing the fucking the blank blank theater and occasionally have eggs thrown at them. If it doesn't go well, they didn't think they'd have to go into supper clubs. And then they, those people didn't think they'd have to go into coffee shops. And then they didn't think there'd be comedy clubs. And then radio people thought TV was a fad. 
and for hacks and then they got out of work and then it's just like so it's constantly going to be something like that so i wonder if the evolution is just put out a joke a week you just build the joke so you can film it and then it's gone already yeah, i wonder if it's I, like that i i see what you're saying and i think that is a great way to build a fan base but the thing is if you're building a fan base what are they gonna what are you gonna offer them for them to come see you want yeah, yeah. you want them to come see an hour so it's like you got to do that but keep in mind that you need to be able because you don't want it to be a night with katie boyle i want it to still be an hour of comedy and stand up and have that like interweaved of like oh you created something you know beautiful and maybe that's just me maybe i could just do a night with katie where i'm just like hello <laughs> but yeah i think i think it depends on the comic but i st still think we want them to come to live events no, I just want to do Zooms the rest of my life, Katie. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I have a no. Manhattan apartment now. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm going to give you one minute of jokes. And then, no. No, I get that. It's weird. But that's what's so crazy. So these people are like, put out these videos. And um, I wonder, like, there's people getting careers for, like, having, like, big mouths, eating, reaction videos. And they can, like, draw. But what are they going to do live? That's always my question when people do, or dancing people fucking doing dance videos getting millions of people and they, they're just gonna dance for an hour what the, no. what what is going on do you just eat food on stage where are we going with this do you know what they do they because there was a tiktok person who booked me for a show so they just did their host thing where they do their silly tiktok thing and then they had like five stand-up comedians come on oh, stage and do their jokes so you know, I guess that guy could have just done his hour of like silly sketches things. But, you know, for him, he, he was like, obviously, I'm just going to book. The, they, they, they like this. They like comedy. So I'm going to book stand ups. And I think that's going to be a lot of it as well, which is kind of frustrating, too, because you're like, OK, I wish these people would also come over to actual stand up comedians. Um, yeah. Well, also, whatever. I got paid for that. So I was happy to do Get it. that money, girl. Yeah. Get that money. I'm like, I'm, gl I'm glad he has a million followers so I could do this. Uh, spot but yeah i think it's trying to it's it is very exhausting as well it's f funny because like i was thinking a lot about your uh podcast because i remember when you're first doing it and one of my things is i think there's a lot of lack of general politeness or um etiquette in comedy and that's why i was like oh this podcast is going to be so great but now we're in a world where it's so different now i'm seeing people like like you said blow up on tiktok because they're just like you know talking about bananas and now but they're also comedians so it's helping their their comedy and you're like oh there's it's it's gone into a place where there's no rules anymore no oh, i don't know still rules but a little different well they're not getting as enforced as much and uh, it's a good it's good in some ways because yo comics used to be shitty to young comics like mm -hmm. shitty shitty the amount of bullshit i went through and some of it probably was was um, good for me, and I probably deserved it. But man, a plenty of it wasn't. People used to just treat young comics like they were, like like the worst of the worst, like goddamn uh, murderers and shit. And it was crazy. But now no one's really doing it because it's so like uh, bullying, and uh, and so now people just do what the fuck they want. They go into green rooms. They've done. They've done stand up three times. They show up at a green room of a club. They don't work eating filet of fish sandwiches and shooting goddamn tartar sauce on the wall and interrupting working comics talking and blah, 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 fucking FaceTime in their boo and shit screaming and fucking drinking the goddamn Coke Zeros. 
It's like you do work here, and you can't say anything because now you're a dick. It's like, like, uh, who do you think you are, Patrice? Like, no, man. But we just gotta have some fucking order. No, it's it's wild because it's also like that's people in general in all walks of life. Now I'm finding like, is there a lack of parenting going on? And I know the listeners know oh. that I don't I don't speak to my mother, but like, um, you know, between her and my dad, there were still my mother's like batshit wild mental i can't be around her because it affects my mental health but in fairness to her she did teach me general politeness isn't that nice <laughs> you know she would be polite and then mean to people behind her back i don't do that because i was like i don't want that <laughs> oh but, wow but uh, she's from la oh yeah she was oh she's like mental health <laughs> she has like mental health issues so she'll be like hello how are you nice to meet you and then she'll be like that person's a demon <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Wow, I think they have a ghost of so you know, and then she'd be like, she's just like a, a ghost. Well, she was like everything. She had like she always believed someone was trying to break into our home, but she also believed the neighbors were like trying to watch in on us. But then she also would be like, yeah, I know Paula, and Paula's a made up person. Paula's spying on us, and then the next day she'd be like, Paula, would you like to go for a cup of tea? So she's just like, I was wow. like, Ugh, I never want this to be my life. But um, it's uh, just got some you know missing connections in the brain, but uh. The thing is, I find you should be polite no matter where you are. And there was stuff like I remember Amy had to send out an email being like, don't just dump your jackets anywhere. And also, can you not shout if there's a show going on? And I was like, oh, my, my God, my heart broke. I remember this a few years ago because I was like, "How? that's so sad that she has to send that email to everybody because it's like, of course, like who at this stage, like I want to call your parents and be like, but I and I had um, we did a I was at racial second rush facial recognition comedy and obviously I wasn't honest because I'm a white person but I just go hang out with my friends and then this comedian came up afterwards not a comedian sir I thought he was a comedian but he was like how do I submit for this place and we were just like what I don't know he lived life and it happens and it doesn't happen yeah. it's, not, it's not like a submit, submission process and then he was like yeah I just started six weeks ago but like I have a tape and we were all like oh oh what God, a like, I- Get that tape. Get that tape next time. And oh. and I want to watch it. I want to review it on your show. It's wild because it's like, how would you ever? That would have never occurred to me for like, it's like anything. I wouldn't go into a bartending job and be like, oh, I know how to make a Manhattan. I'd be like, you know, let me learn. And OK, it's going to be quicker to learn how to make a Manhattan than uh, do jokes on stage. But still, it's just so interesting that, oh, I don't know, it's a delusion or confidence. Yo, the best, like, so when I started, um, there wasn't, like, the internet stuff. So you would become a comic, and people would just get cards. Or you tell people you're becoming a comic, and you're like, yeah, I've gone on stage twice. Do you have cards? <laughs> well, uh, no, but uh, do you have cards? Do you, how are you going to be a comic? How are people going to know they're going to work you if you don't have cards? And I'd be like, well, there's a bigger problem. Um, I don't got five minutes. Um, <laughs> so we should probably focus on the goddamn five minutes. And then um, we can worry about my name and number. Why yeah. don't we worry about that? It's like, you got to, you have a press kit? What? I've done two open mics behind a, a, a goddamn fur company in the bad part of town. I don't think that's nothing. I don't think that will fill up a page of a press release. It's also as well, who would want to do, this is your thing, if you blow up on TikTok because you've been doing like fun videos and then they're like, okay, do an hour and you have that you're a stand-up and you've done stand-up a couple of times, who would want to be like, okay, well, I'm going to wing this. That would give me a heart Yo, attack. So it's like- That is so crazy. Go learn the, the trade. Like carpenters, you got to learn the trade. What's your, okay, so if before, com, uh, if we didn't have the internet, 
what do, yes. you, think, do you think there is a process for stand-up like that there is a kind of a set of rules i mean there shouldn't be because that's like an art and there could be there's a always exceptions to things and we sometimes like uh thumb our nose at the exceptions but it's weird but like uh i don't know the man just hang out do as many like mics and bar shows and then luckily hopefully you can get like check spots at a club and then you can get some laughs in the check spots and maybe they give you guest spots and then they give you spot spots and then you work better clubs and maybe you get seen and you get on a a TV show like a like a late night spot and then maybe you get a special that's like the old old way and to be honest old way doesn't really work anymore uh i have friends who have like 20 late night appearances and they text me once a week yo should i go to law school i'm really <laughs> thinking law school is the is the way dude it's like you have 20 so every like every, every like there is no real way but there i'll say this there's no real way but there are some wrong ways of just like showing up swinging your dick and going uh hey i should do this or that and begging everyone for work and like you know you you need to develop an act so like the best way to do it is to just bomb a lot that's why i'm doing a podcast about bombing we all it's hilarious so you brought my cannon we had my cannon on the show because we're like uh doing a bunch and then we're gonna just release them whenever in january um mike talked about how no one fails anymore and i i told him it's so crazy when comics get together and go to a diner or a green or in the green room or the back table, all we talk about are nightmare gigs and shitty bombs. And, Oh, you work there. Oh man, they fed me Salisbury steak. And then I bombed so hard and then blah, blah, blah. And then they put you in this. And then this old lady threw shit at me and blah, blah, blah. And that's all we talk about. And yet on social media, no one has had a bad gig in 20 years. No one, everyone is crushing it. There's photographers that fucking open mics and shit. It is crazy that like we sit around and talk about th this and laugh and have a good time and think it's part of the process and why we're working comics and make a living doing this because we bombed and we learned and we laughed about it. But no one, I, I mean, I've never, everyone is, everyone who's two years in is apparently um, Richard Pryor in the mid seventies. Apparently everyone who's two years in is the uh, apex of comedy. It's well, crazy. Two, two things about that. I think a lot of the comics who are two years in, they started in the pandemic. They were doing a lot of these um, shows just with them or whatever, but they didn't have you guys. So like for me, you taught me don't get off the stage before oh, the host yeah. gets on. And it was oh. just so nice. I was like, I had no idea. Or I got to see from learn from a lot of like even just watching Mike or Des even. I mean, like, oh, OK, yeah. this is how you do this. is how, how you handle it. But they've had nobody. And it's like wild sometimes. Like I, I did a show recently and uh, the host lit the girl. And again, she just started in the pandemic, but she was bombing the whole time. So like, you know, any of us would be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Let's go. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, but she did the thing where she just kept trying and kept trying to get the laugh. And it's like, here, hon, you've been bombing Chasing for the it. past eight minutes. You're not going to get. And then she ran the light by like, it had to be another four minutes. And I was just like, okay, she just hasn't, there's no one, she's not with older comics to go, don't fucking do that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And then I had to go up and clean up after that mess. And the host was like, well, okay, bring up Kate. And that's fine. I didn't mind because I was like, whatever. They just want to hear jokes at this stage. So that, and that is the thing you can kind of 
you know they were like actually I had like a really fun time with them but um the the other thing was Brendan pointed out he was like I hate when someone takes an Instagram story and they're like killer and you're like I bombed that set like you don't need to be like oh crushed it it's like we were both there (laughs) wait when someone takes a picture of you not doing well and then they say that you're killing yeah oh are you gaslighting me (laughs) why have I told you this this is I I think I've told the story before I don't know um Years ago, there was an audition at New York Comedy Club for True TV for that show where they would take your jokes and act them out and shit or your or true stories. And I went first and they weren't settled and they were loud and it was not ideal. And I didn't connect. And I it was a bad situation, but I also wasn't in the right place. And it was Katie. It was goddamn Dante's Inferno. You're a good Catholic girl. It's goddamn da- all levels of Dante's Inferno and probably some new ones. It was horrible bad and i was stewing i think i'm a nice chill dude i think people think that but i think a lot of you all know i have that italian temper and it cooks every once in a while and i anyone in my family or grew up with me would have seen it in the back row and seen that i'm a race car in fucking red and i go on stage and i can't get out of there soon enough and um i will not say this guy's name but he is very not popular and a phony and i walk through the door to go to the bar and get the fuck out and this dumb dumb goes great job and he didn't say he wasn't being like a fun dick about it like killer set like as your friend might do he told me great job to kiss my ass so he could use me for something later and i out loud as nico's about to bring up the next act who's auditioning for this thing i it just came out of me i couldn't hold it i go shut up stupid and i walked out (laughs) fucking phony great job shut up stupid fucking don't you ever tell me i did good when i bombed what fucking what sense of reality do you have if you think that I am going to believe that you actually think that after that anti-Picasso I painted out there, just horse shit. I just smeared dog shit on the wall. And you told me, great job. Fuck you. Yuck. Yeah, great no. job. No, you can't, uh, and it's also like, yeah, don't crawl off my iris and don't you don't think that I'm going to be like, oh, well, you know what? You told me it was a great job when it was a bad job. Thank you so much. That's not the thing you need to hear. You need everybody to leave you alone when it's a stinker. <laughs> Just let someone go. <laughs> yeah. No, Jesus. And it's like permission to bomb. Everybody sing- is going to bomb. Sometimes you had your bomb there so going. Great job. No, say great job to me when I'm in. I'm sure every other set that rest that week, you probably had a great set. So it's like, don't fucking because then they come up to you next time and have it. They'll be like, great set. And you're like, your your compliment means nothing to me now. <laughs> Get away. It's like when someone my my boyfriend yesterday was like, you look so pretty. And like my hair was so greasy. I didn't even need a bobbin to put it up. And I was like, I look like I just like got a rehab. <laughs> no offense to anybody getting a rehab. But like some hot girls had a rehab. Well, Dang, yeah, okay. I'm not talking LA. I'm thinking the fucking rehab I've seen. And uh, not for me, but like, you know, in one of those like British drama shows and they're coming out and they're like, oh, but uh, yeah, it was like, you can compliment me when I've washed my hair. But um, no, there was something else I was going to say as well about the uh, the the bombing thing. Um, Yeah, if they don't kind of go, that's a bad set. You can't learn how to make it better. That's it's a big missing. Um, or yeah, a friend of mine recently posted. She was like, I just bombed real hard. Uh, but I'm not gonna be hard on myself because like you know they just say uh, blah 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 and I was like actually that was the first time I saw anybody post in a long time about nice? I know I was like and she was like she called me and she was like 
talking about it and she's like I really don't want to be hard on myself in that bomb and I was like no and she was like I really wanted to share it because I don't think people share enough and like bombing's part of the process this is actually Sabine she's going to be on this week's episode but I was like yeah actually that is good for people to hear but I think you're right I don't think people know what a bomb is anymore there's le- different realities or levels of delusions well there's also people who tell you never I had a dude who I'm not friends with now uh, but he uh, years ago told me don't ever if you ever get asked how you did say good so you did well and I'm just like was raised to be honest and I came from like loving music that was like naked where people like bear their shit and so it's like I also you should know if you paid me yeah it didn't go great this time fuck it so maybe you shouldn't pay me next time but I'll hit it harder I don't know uh there is logic to this to not saying you know you're just everything's good but you stop believing people who say that all the time like I know people at clubs who work who aren't comedians who like our staff or management and they're like Honestly, how is that crowd? I'm not going to judge you on it, but just you could tell me if they're good or not because so and so who hosts here all the time has ne- every crowd is the greatest crowd of all time and every show is and we definitely expect that there's plenty of bombs in there and we're dubious of anything he says now. Like yeah. it work it can work against you. Uh it's it's a weird thing, but I think there's a generation that is told that and it's the whole fake it as you make it. So it's only a failure if you admit failure. Yeah. And also as well, it's like, if you don't, if you're like, um, well, firstly, if you're like, okay, their audience are kind of, they're kind of tight with, they're kind of tight or, you know, I always tell people when I'm hosting, I always say, uh, I like, if someone comes in late, I'm always like where the audience are from or whatever crowd work I did. So they don't do the same, but I think where they're from is really important as well for American comedians because the comedy is different so a comic I find like I've watched comics come off and be like I fucking bombed and I'm like they didn't understand a word you said and he said a lot of sentences that don't make sense and it's just not funny in their country so that's like important as well it's like learning from the bomb but also okay well why why am I bombing like I I the one of the first times I hosted New York and it wasn't for Amy and I remember being like, I really want to host here. So I got to do good. But I put so much pressure on myself. I was fucking sweating getting up there. And I wasn't me. And that's not me. I'm funny because I'm like naturally yeah. funny. And I got to be on. I got to be like chill and fun. So when I try to like phone, like I was, ugh. but I was like, okay, I learned from that. And so when Amy did ask me to host, like, and it was only like three months later, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put pressure on myself. I know the jokes. I'm going to have fun. You know, if something falls flat, let it fall flat. If it doesn't have fun, and it was like night and day, those two performances. But because I learned, I'm fucking delighted. I ate shit that time for that produce show. But it taught you a lesson. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to do. You go home, you have to like throw yourself out of a goddamn window, those dramatic days. Um, but you, you just go, all right, I might have done this. I should probably do this different. Okay. They're from there. I probably talked too quick for Norwegian people to understand my English because it's one of the 19 languages they speak. So I should probably slow it the fuck down. And you just learn little things and nuance. But you only do that if you get up a million times and you fail a bunch of times. That's the only way you figure it out. And it's okay. It's the it's okay to not crush every time or or all caps killing it. it you don't have to kill it you yeah, actually probably didn't kill it and you never will kill it unless you get your teeth knocked out a few times 
I've never said that in a post hashtag killing it hashtag oh. I would feel like well firstly all my Irish followers would just unfollow me they you, in Ireland you don't even get brought up by your credit because if you get brought oh, yeah. up by a credit they'll be like who does she think she is fucking trying to make me laugh not that I have any credits but if I did have a TV yeah. credit I'd be like Shh, just say I just say I'm like don't say anything yeah I know Europe does not do credits and definitely Ireland and the UK definitely do not it's just your next act funny give it up yeah you gotta yeah. be modest about things like oh yeah no it's going great like even when my friends be like how's comedy going? I'm like, oh it's grand it's like everything you know like I saw one of my childhood friends she's visiting she was like it looks great like it looks like you're doing a lot of stuff and um, I've seen your clips on social media and I was like but you know it could all fall apart next week so we just that see how it honesty. goes <laughs> yo someone at New York a uh, younger comment uh came up to me and it's really weird. She's like, oh, my God, you're killing it. She said I'm killing it. And I don't feel like I'm killing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get booked for this. Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's so crazy how little things you put out make people think that you're crushing it. And it's like, oh, I, I'm wondering about rent next month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. And he'd be like civilians. Like, I'm going to p- perform Christmas week in Vegas. And people are already messaged me and treating me like i um won the white house like like i left in 06 and now i'm the president of the free fucking world it's insane to me it based on me putting out an album and a couple clips and shit like that it's crazy well my dad says the sentence and he says what's the measure of your success and that sticks with me a lot so let's say for you you're like oh i'm not killing it because you're not you haven't reached whatever goals you are but then i like i'll look at you and be like oh you put out an album it was great like you're at the cellar you know the whole time seeing you like being like one of the resident new york comedy to me you're killing it um and then that comes back down to even let's say like my roommate sam who is easily one of the funniest people ever and he will kill and one joke he, i hope he can't hear me now but one joke might not do well and so i want you to yell it out loud <laughs> yell it out loud i want him to hear it but he one joke will not do that well i mean so let's say the other 42 jokes that he's managed to fit into a fucking 10 minute set will do great and he'll be like you know he'll be like oh that wasn't good and it's like and i think that's bad because it's like no reward yourself for the other four you're, you're that's not a like his definition of what a bomb is so you have these older comics who are like this is a bomb because one j- joke didn't do well. And then you have these other comics who are like, one joke did well, I fucking killed it. And it's like, no, we all, all, yeah. <laughs> all got to meet in the middle here because if we're not rewarding, our, like you should be rewarding yourself for your album. You should be like, I fucking put this together. It's out there. Like in album world, you are killing it. You're doing great. Okay. I know for you, you're like, I wanted to be the top, whatever. I want to be maybe killing it will be like, I don't know when you are like, I can't even think of a famous comedian right now, but like well, I, I don't even have that in my head to be quite honest. I just look at it as um, I'm just my whole goal is just to keep progressing. So and that's the what idea, you're doing. Uh, is and I'm doing all right money wise, and I'm picking up. So I want to in a year, hopefully, better money wise and better uh, creatively and and more. Uh, to me, that's what the real stuff is. And like, uh, so it's just weird. I just feel like you do your job. You know what? Okay, can I let out a couple things? This is great. I fucking hate living the dream i hate it i get offended when people say i'm fucking i'm so proud of you you're out there living your i'm not i am a comic i i can't do anything else really i am born to do this i will this is probably insensitive people get will probably in 2022 almost um not like me with this comparison but i think it's real you know how like we're pretty sure homosexuality is uh nature not nurture and that you're born that way and you can hide it 
I feel like if you're an artist and a, and a comedian, you're born that way. Some people dabble in, like they do in college with, with um, their sexuality and then come back to what they really are. And we see that in our industry. I can't do nothing. I could have managed restaurants years ago and made six figures and done well. And I probably would have um, actually hung myself um, years ago doing it. I wouldn't have been happy. This is it. If you told me I uh, will make $3 the rest of my life doing this, I will probably still do it. It's who I am. So it's not a dream going and dealing with drunk tables or loud servers or that. I do love the art form and I will do it no matter what. But it's not a dream to travel six hours for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, a dream once in a while, like like if Gary Goldman wanted to say that it was a dream playing Carnegie Hall, fucking cool. Or Madison Square Garden or you do the Tonight Show, little aspects of it. But I hate that when people are like, this is a this is a dream. It's who I am and it's my work. And that's why killing it i'm supposed to keep progressing and doing cool things and so that is part of it it is very nice that, and I, i'm not throwing shade at that girl for saying it's killing i'm killing it. and it's very nice uh maybe i am but to me it's just part of the work i'm just yes. doing what i love and what i'm supposed to be doing and i'm doing the work that's that's it so that's weird that's the thing when i see those hashtags and all caps killing it in the dream what's the <laughs> fucking dream you work nowhere you get up three times a week what dream are you chasing Maybe it is a dream because you're not supposed to be doing it because you're barely getting up and you're spending more time just trying to put up bullshit content. Put in the work, be a part of the work and the things come with it. But it's not a dream. It's just what I do. It's just how I am. It's I have a spot at 11 o'clock tonight. I'm leaving to work at 11 o'clock. Is that what everyone's dream was? I don't know. No. It's But it's what I'm doing on a Monday. Yeah, we could have it's like cool. a family and kids and I yeah. would be not malnutritioned. Um, yeah. But, not um, malnutrition is a great line. Oh, like I'm just, and I, I'm the same with you. I do love it, but I do think that it might be also a mental health uh, problem, as in because it's like an addiction, and we got to keep is. doing it. And I, I live for that being on stage. And you said this in one year. I was listening to one of the episodes. You said the happiest place you are on is on stage, and yeah. me too, which is kind of worrying. So I'm trying to balance out more, like you know, um, I don't want it to be just. But I, I'm the same as you. I'll do it forever, and that yeah it's not it's it's such fucking hard work and that's where people don't think of it as a job and that's where issues come in if it's like they're not your friends they're your co-workers you can be friendly but remember they're your co-workers so like there's not respect or remember that's your boss or remember you have to be on time don't be fucking showing don't oh. be asking me to go up first and you're showing up 30 minutes late like yeah. you would get fired and you know if you touch me on the arse out in a green room you're getting fired if you're a doctor yeah. um if you're uh yeah it's like there there a lot of people are forgetting that it is a a job it's job it's like your identity it's who you are yeah yeah, it's it's like it's a thing that's what i'm saying this is it's so weird this isn't a it's not a dream this is this is real life this is an aspect of real life uh if i get a call right now and kevin hart's like i want you to open for me at madison square garden where i've seen basketball games and concerts holy shit that's a dream that one moment is a dream because i couldn't see that happening yeah that is right. a once that's not something you can just do but working at the clubs could you imagine if if that your dream was just to work at the clubs like what an easy choice what's your other dream to um put a hot pocket in the microwave <laughs> yeah yeah you're like i'm just going my nine to five is just nine to five in the morning it's a difference yeah. but i'm just going nine to five um, and I think for that girl, 
I think if she were, it's again, just a use of a different, uh, it's different language. But if she were an accountant and she were looking at you and you were like the head accountant, she'd be like, sure. oh, that's like goals. So it's more just she's looking and being like, that's what goals I want. I, I want to see, you know, um, be inspired. So I'm sure for her, she was just like, this is inspired. Like I look at my can and I yeah. find him very, ins- it was so funny. I said this to someone and they were like, because I compared them to Mike and they were like, oh, that's like your, like, I want They were like, I want to be famous. That's your measure of success. And I was like, yeah, because I don't want to be famous. And he is, yeah. I think for me, he's like comedy goals because he puts out so much material. He's always right. Every time I go, he has like something new. And it's like, I'm like, how did you think of that? You fucking genius. He has a wife. He has a kid. He has a house in Westchester, a car. He's driving in. His work ethic is unquestionable. And he's still producing constantly new jokes and i'm like yeah he is for me a very measure and he's a great podcast and he'll do everything and he's no ego about things like he'll be like oh yeah yeah or he's like give, always there to like give advice and stuff like i think yeah i think he's a good comedy goal person to look up to yeah i also don't i have no interest in fame uh i hate it i i my uh i would love to do voiceover like animation i had a show and uh, i got canceled before we even got the pilot that's another story but um i want to do that because um you can make good money you can get some fans who are diehard to you but most of the world doesn't know who you are um like you bring up mike cannon yeah he's a real comic there's people who i uh love who aren't household names but they're better than everyone else i don't know i mean i don't know if everyone knows who goldman is but they should goldman's a fucking beast jessica kirsten's a beast greer barnes is a beast just because like they're not bigger than kevin or amy doesn't mean that ugh, what's your measure yeah someone who my measure is someone who's dope at what they do yeah so that's it i wouldn't want to be faint yeah i'm the same as you i wouldn't want to be famous i want to be able to do this and be like i proud of myself and all of that and survive off it not be like god i need to go buy vegetables um and be able to pick and choose the spots a bit more i think uh i never want to buy vegetables <laughs> i think there is like a, a part where we're, you could get to a level of success where you're like okay i've i've my weekend full out um i'm not you know i'm not working tuesday and wednesday but that's okay whereas now i'm like i'll if, if they ask me to come wednesday i'm gonna come of course oh well, i have spots wednesday but you know what i mean oh no i don't but my point is um i'll be like but it'll be nice to be at a point where i'm not so dependent on the money you feel a bit grabby like yeah yeah give me sure. all the, the money i want to be at a point where i'm like actually you know i've decided to take wednesday off i need it for my head and not feel uh uh as uh, much of an addiction as it is um but i i i'm i'm getting better with that i want to tell you before we go there was two things there was mental health which you were talking about which i think is very interesting because there was an art i went to art college and the teacher one of my teachers made a movie about how it's really um bad that we have this narrative that artists need to be crazy to make good art And her whole movie is about like an artist, the crazier he gets and the more in his head, the, the more he can create work. And she's saying it's really, but her movie is basically like really work on your mental health. You'll still be creative. And you talked a little bit about that. And you, how do you, cause I feel like a lot of comics do sometimes feel like I need to be drunk. I need to be, and you're like, maybe if you just minded yourself a bit more, you'd, you'd still create. Yeah. It's a scary thing. Uh, I think it's a, there's an allusion to it. There is a, uh, what, what would be the word? Like a, uh, it's romanticized. We romanticize the flawed, damaged artist more than like the one who's a dial tone. It's just more interesting to watch those biopics and 
documentaries of someone who's a drunk who f- gets in fucking fights. Uh, I mean, here's, so, dude, I, I've been rewatching the uh, history of late night because I love like the history of our business. It's on HBO Max now. And, um, you know, man, it's crazy. I am starting to warm up to Jay Leno now as a comic and as an elder statesman to uh, comedy. He loves our business, right? I loved him as a kid. Katie, before he was the, the Tonight Show host, he would do appearances. He was so edgy. And you can find clips. He was so edgy and dope. And then he, whatever. So Letterman, even in this, you, everyone, he's the cooler one, right? Letterman's cooler to like, why though? He's, he's dope. He's sharper. But you also know that he throws pencils at the wall and the ceiling when he watches himself, that he's irate and that intern supposedly couldn't make eye contact with him, mm. that he um, got in some trouble. He used to bang fucking people work for him. Like there's all that. You hear none of that shit with Jay Leno. He's just the sweetest guy ever brings cookies to people, just does the work and no one cares. But look, he was number one for years. He's probably the second best fucking host of the tie show ever after Johnny Carson. If we're going to really be honest, like his dominance of that time slot it was pretty good. It's crazy. But part of it is also he's viewed as not dangerous. Even if his act was still what it was, but you've heard stories of him fucking throwing goddamn baseballs out of windows and talking shit to people and being a drunk, you would probably be like, oh, man, Jay Leno. But he's not edgy, so we don't celebrate the non-wild card artists. We, but we love hearing of Letterman being a maniac in his preparation and his self-loathing of himself after. No, you're right. We love car crashes. And that's the same in the art world. Like Picasso was like, you know, we all know he was like a womanizer Lunatic. and all this stuff. And yeah, Luna, and we're like, ooh, or like Pollock. Goff, he cut off his ear. <laughs> Pollock, Basquiat was a mess. Yeah. I mean, these are all like the best. I got reprints of, of everyone we said basically on this wall. I mean, yeah. So I'm guilty of it too, apparently. I want a boring guy. I, let me get some Jasper Johns. What did he do? He didn't do nothing. Let's get him on the wall. Let's celebrate him. No, it's yeah. I I I think for anyone listening or any job, yeah, get your mental health. Okay, it might mean your your private life is a bit more boring. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can I can only create and do good jokes when I'm mentally well. Because there's another thing: not being mentally well leads with anxiety, and anxiety is not good for stage. Well, that's rough. But but I was but I'll say this, though, man. Um, I kind of got in a thing where I was like, I thought I liked a girl and I was trying to read in between the things and with texts and it got me depressed and my heart was a little broken. Yo, Katie, your boy was hitting motherfucking home <laughs> runs. Your boy. <laughs> okay. Or like when I'm pissed at someone yeah. like it's, uh, you know, before I go to like the seller in particular, I will watch like a Michael Jordan doc or a boxing doc or any athlete with a chip on their shoulder documentary. And I channel it like if I see someone I don't like who's shitty to me. And then I perform. There's a decent chance it's going to be fucking solid because I got that fight and it keeps me focused. And I mm-hmm. and I don't worry about bombing. I don't worry about all that little other shit. It's like, fuck this motherfucker. You're a son of a bitch. Oh, oh, I got to go on now. Boom. Or, oh, my God, I'm so heartbroken. I, what does this text mean? Does she still like me? Does she ever like me? What is this? Oh, oh, that's my name. I have to go on stage. I can't worry about, oh, that table looks bored. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yes, you're distracted. Get that's you out true. of your head. And it focuses you on everything else. And then when it's time to work, you can just switch that shit off and work. And yes. it also is the release that you th- we all say it is. Performing is a release from your shit of life. 
it, it really is at that point. But I was mental. I was very <laughs> mental before. And I hate that. I wish it wasn't. But I have noticed that I tend to do better with spite and anger that comes from somewhere nowhere that shouldn't even come. It, sh it doesn't make sense half the time I'm angry and or self-loathing over like a, a female or some shit like that. And I go up there and I'm just it, it comes out. It's horrible. I hate that it happens, but guess, it does. I guess it's each to their own because I've had to like some of the worst sets I've had were been when I was dating like an, uh, an abusive alcoholic and I wasn't able to compartmentalize. So for me, it's like the better my life is going or when I've had like shitty jobs and it's been in my head before I've gone on stage. And then if things are going well and I have my shit together, I just feel more relaxed and comfortable and I'm not because for me, sometimes when I get in that phase, it's like everything's going to spiral and everything's going to go by. So I guess it also depends on how you, um yeah okay here my best jokes are from like my shitty childhood so i still think yeah i think i'm glad i like i i'm not glad i had it but i'm glad i have those jokes from it but i wouldn't i wasn't able to write those when i was still upset with my mother they've only become good in the past couple of months because i've been in therapy and i'm like not i don't have an emotional attachment to them i'll fake it for stage and act but um i feel like i'm not gonna break down and cry while i'm doing a cat mother joke isn't it more fulfilling when you get a, a big laugh from strangers from something that's personal? Like for yeah. years, comedy was all made up and horseshit. And then you saw people talking about autobiographical. Our art form, I think, has become more of that. It's all about storytelling. And with the explosion of podcasts, the audience wants stories and real and they can sniff out bullshit more. They don't mind some punchlines for salting it up. But you have to be authentic even with mm -hmm. that bullshit. It it's, feels so good. Cause like I'm a failed uh, musician. I, I wanted to be like in bands. I was like into, uh, like I said, like really great musicians. And it, it felt weird going to comedy as much. As I love comedy that I could never be like John Lennon or Kurt Cobain or Chris Cornell and tell you how it is. But then I learned after years, I still can tell you who I am and really yeah. open up about shit and, and get the pain out. And I get a laugh from the pain. It's fucking cool, man. I think that's if I were to ever like 20 years later, if I were like, whatever, something that someone was like, you know, what's your biggest advice? It would have been like, I, I think I've gotten more quickly just because I learned this early on was honesty is the funny is funny oh, yeah. than anything you can write. Just get up and say how you really feel about it. And like all that stuff I say about my dad or my mom or people I date. And it's just me being just genuine and like because even my therapist i'm just like talking about my feelings and then she'll laugh and i'm like all right <laughs> wow yeah your therapist says that to you no she'll just laugh but i'm just like it for me to be able to tell you something deep and vulnerable i automatically don't even mean to but i just have to lighten it and so doing that on stage just becomes jokes where well, i get or i don't know if they're technically jokes but people laugh but yeah. i i just think there's funny and honesty and so many people in the world are not honest so when we get up and say when you get up and you say like you're talking about that girl not texting you back and you feel really hurt and all of that and then you make it funny it's because most people don't do that they'll be just like oh it's fine they didn't text me back like i don't care or oh yeah my my you know my my dad my dad was kind of shit but like it's fine and then you get up and you're like well you know they I had to oh. lock myself in a bathroom and then you have like something funny with that. They're like, you know, they're like, oh, Jesus, you know, it's just the honesty, I think, is is the funniest thing. An hour after a girl blew me off by pretending that she fell asleep and wrote whoops, I was on stage 
telling an audience that. I'm like, I ain't a whoops motherfucker. I don't yeah. mind you blowing me off, but a whoops, like, whoops. like I, and like I couldn't see, and th- they also didn't uh, realize that their red texts are there, and so I knew it was a total blow. But then to add a whoops, like I'm a fucking, I'm your nephew. Yes. Whoops is what you tell your nephew when uh, yeah. you birth the popcorn when yes. you're babysitting him on Friday and you're watching a goddamn <laughs> Harry Potter movie. It's like, oh, whoops, we'll just make another bag. Whoops, and I'm on stage yelling like a crazy person and getting laughs being in the moment i could never make it a joke but it was a true moment i was being honest about what was going on and pe- yeah i think people were like oh fuck yeah i get this yeah pe- everybody's like yeah i've been there yeah. and it's yeah. so dismissive and it's like yeah that is annoying um you're great i'm not gonna take up much you're time. i have all these little notes but i didn't even have to look at them thank you this was you're so, so good. I, I have philly girl <laughs> look at you the philly girl i'm Oh, you know what? I will tell you quickly. It'll only take a minute before I leave. My biggest bomb was in Dublin. And I remember I remember I had 15 minutes on stage. My face my face goes red all of the time anyway. And I don't wear uh, I don't wear makeup. I have rosacea. But you could okay. be I just blush. I think that's kind of Irish thing as well. We blush a lot, but like I could feel my face burning and some guy was heckling me the whole time. And I had traveled up from two hours. I lived two hours away from Dublin to go do the spot. And I remember thinking, this isn't worth it. This is I'm giving up my life for it. It's not fucking worth it and i had maybe another seven minutes today when i was like i'll get through the seven minutes but after this i am done you, you quit am... in the middle you decided it was it. no i did the, the whole seven. 15 oh yeah i did the whole 15 minutes but halfway through i thought this is it i'm never doing comedy again wow. um and when i got off the guy who'd been heckling me the whole time comes up to me and he was like that was so much fun like i was just helping you out and i was like oh the help out shit oh boy <sighs> but oh, you know boy. i kept doing it so you know but i that was maybe uh, oh god that was probably like five years ago but it was like i'll never forget it, that feeling of like yeah this isn't this isn't worth my life so what, what's the, like oh and i could feel my face burning as well oh yeah and my that's friends good. were there oh but if but you yeah. come back from that that means you're supposed to do this <laughs> that's, that's true it. that's it now. that's it <laughs> i am living that's the it. dream okay my dream Baby. my dream was to do club spots in new york city i'm pretty happy <laughs> my dream was to talk to you on a zoom uh, before I go run in Central Park. So this is absolutely, uh, this is the fairy tale of New York that uh, Shane yeah. McGowan should have wrote, written about instead of using saucy language. Yeah, no cheap, lazy. I think they changed it as well to maggots at one point. So, Well, he said he wouldn't change it, but maybe they, uh, he was like, I could care less. He's like, I'm not here to offend no one. If you question what I wrote, um, that's on you. If you might, something like that. I mean, he's also a lunatic. But yeah, he's like on drugs and like Ooh. he's a watch that documentary. It's somewhere on Hulu. It is unbelievable. And they subtitle him. I want to hear your opinions <laughs> on them having to subtitle a fellow Irish person. That's so, I love that. I've had to subtitle movie, Irish movies for my friends as well. So uh, for them. But where can everybody find you uh, on Instagram? The James Mattern. Think pattern. But with an M. Uh, I mean, ch- the commissioner comedy is going to be around for a little bit, but I'm, I am starting. Thanks for coming out. A podcast about bombing with Shuli in January. Uh, we already have a bunch of cool episodes. We have some great guests coming. It's going to be dope. Um, you can also check me out on the SDR sex, drugs and rock and roll podcast on gas digital and my new record just dropped. It is called uh, the check spot. It is the worst part of the comedy show where people pay their bills and don't pay attention. And I um, learned over years of doing them the best way to do it for me was to um open up the floor for a press conference so i do a q a for the whole album with people while they're drunk and doing math and uh we debuted at number one so if you all want to buy it it'd be cool so i could go back on the charts because right now i'm behind cosby which is unacceptable Ooh. so yeah please 
Okay. Well, I love you and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.